Welcome to Nature Backed, a talk show about the green economy. My name is Tarma Verki, and today my guest is Rod Matthews from Brevian Energy. We will be speaking about microgrids. Hi, Rod. Welcome to Nature Backed. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you having me on your show today. Uh, tell me in a few words, what do you exactly do? Well, um, I have a company that uh, we founded called Brevian Energy. And we are a microgrid solution provider for commercial clients. And what that is, uh, really, we uh, combine uh, various generation technologies like uh, solar, uh, advanced battery systems, hydrogen fuel cells, wind turbines, geothermal. And we take a mixture of all of those or, you know, some of those components put them together with advanced control systems, and we generate power uh, through all these renewable sources for our clients, uh, be that uh, individual company or uh, a property or community, or in a lot of cases, we're looking at utility scale projects to do that with. Okay. Uh, in a few words, what's the kind of uh, location? You across US in some certain state, uh, becoming so right global. Now, Right now, uh, you know, we are in San Diego, California right now. Uh, and unfortunately here for San Diego, we have the highest utility rates in the entire United States. Uh, so our electric costs are, you know, phenomenal. Um, number one, uh, we have what's called time of use. Uh, so our we don't get charged a flat rate. We get charged uh, a, a variable rate depending on the time that we use it. And that time from like four o'clock PM to nine o'clock PM, which is the time where everybody's home, everybody's watching TV, everybody's cooking and doing laundry. You're paying uh, maybe five times more than you'd be paying in the daytime for your power. Yeah. Uh, so we're looking at ways to help uh, make power much more affordable for people, uh, yeah. much more resilient because you are, uh, generating it yourself. So you're not relying on the grid. So when the grid goes down, a lot of times you don't even know about it. And uh, for us, one of the key things is to make it much more responsible, meaning we are reducing those greenhouse gas emissions. So that's really important to what we do. Mm, absolutely. And and I think microgrids in general are having that impact, uh, you know, mostly using solar and other kind of renewable energy sources anyway. Absolutely. So Absolutely. So the impact is significant. I think looking uh, kind of beyond San Diego, probably a lot of a uh, lot of listeners are struggling with the similar challenges that uh, the power prices are really, really high, and uh, the the kind of timing of the consumption is uh, linked to the directly to the price. Absolutely. I think we are having similar problems across Europe, and I'm sure there are other parts in the U.S. also. Uh, What's for a microgrid? I mean, it, you know, if I have a small house, that's probably not the, the first thing I would be thinking of. Is it more for the commercial clients, for the corporations? Well, we or? only focus on commercial clients, but for uh, residential users, it makes a lot of sense as well. We have uh, right now in California, uh, we have what's called net metering, net energy metering, uh, where there's an agreement uh, with the local utilities that if you have solar, uh, you produce solar and you're not using it, all the excess solar, you sell it back to the utility company at about 85% of what the retail rate would be. Yeah. Uh, so that's net energy metering 2.0. They just changed it to net energy metering 3.0, where now 
you get paid, you know, mere pennies on a dollar. Uh, wow. you, you're selling it back to them at wholesale rate. They're selling it to you at retail and you're selling it back to them at wholesale rates. That's uh, crazy. So they have really disincentivized it. Mm -hmm. uh, so now, uh, instead of you looking to get credits for your excess power, we say all that excess power, you bank that into a battery. Mm -hmm. And you have a system that has the intelligence to do what's called peak shaving. So at that time, uh, 4 o'clock to 9 o'clock p.m., when your rate is the highest, you can uh, have the ability to shift your load to your battery systems so you're not pulling from the grid at those high times, saving you a ton of money. Mm -hmm. uh, the it, same, yeah, the, uh, similar situation in the Northern Europe means that, that from roughly that time when people come to home, the biggest energy use is probably sauna. But uh, that's not probably in San Diego so big deal, right? No, not really. <laughs> uh, I was just air conditioning. It gets pretty hot here, you know, true, in some true. of our locations. So, yeah, AC and then in those winter months, uh, you know, heating and, you know, heating. So heating and cooling are really our, our two major, uh, you know, consumptions mm -hmm. because of the climate that we have here. Uh, I assume that most of your most of your kind of installations are firstly solar, but how much of the other how much of the other technologies you are having like installed say, already today? Uh, right now, uh, primarily we're doing solar and advanced battery systems and advanced control systems. Uh, but we're doing projects that uh, include the hydrogen fuel cells uh, that for projects that require base load power uh, mm -hmm. because there's a uh, a natural gas component uh, to the hydrogen fuel cell products that we deliver. Mm. Um, it does, however, still uh, reduce the uh, amount of greenhouse gases about by at least 50% and going in that way. But there is still some component of that. Of course. Um, but there's that resiliency factor uh, because the natural gas uh infrastructure is all underground so it's not susceptible to weather and you know all mm. those kind of problems mm. so in times where people have loss of electricity they never have loss of of natural gas per mm. se uh, so because it relies on that it's much more resilient and we can offer that as true base load power as opposed to the you know the somewhat sporadic nature of like wind or even the sunshine mm. Resilience and microgrids are something which kind of go hand in hand for absolutely because the the kind of the security of the of the big power systems and the big power lines is absolutely. a big issue around the world, especially in Europe these days. Absolutely, uh, and we do see that as a natural national security issue. Uh, number one, um, you know, we, we see the decentralization of the grid as a way to get that security so you're not relying on you know one big source of power generation that can be taken out um you know we saw that here in san diego about five or six years ago i believe uh there was an event a guy changing out a fuse in arizona uh and you know didn't follow the proper procedures shorted something out luckily he didn't kill himself <laughs> but he shorted out power he shut down power for all of Southern California for about seven hours to include cell phone towers, uh, everything, power, one TV, fuse. everything. One, one fuse. fuse, one guy, one guy, one wow. guy. Wow. So all of Southern California mm. for about seven hours. 
I would have thought that the the kind of most likely scenarios of the kind of the big uh, big grid energy production risks are related to maybe cyber attacks and or things like that. But no, you know, one few a fuse change. Wow, I mean the yeah, human he, that, factor. That guy is was so this. lucky. Yeah, yeah. He's that guy was so lucky he didn't kill himself. Mm. Uh, what about the kind of you know the company size today? How big are you guys? Uh, well, right now we have uh, six full-time employees and we have a number of outsourced 1099 employees. Mm. Uh, our installation crew, they are, you know, 1099 for us. Mm. Uh, well, 1099 being they are like contract employees or not uh, full on employees of the company. Yeah. Uh, so that allow us to be nimble and, and really scale. And then we have an association uh, with an organization that allows us to perform installations really anywhere in the country. Mm. Uh, we can we can scale through through that. So, um, you know, we're looking to grow our our products uh, have been well received in the market. Uh, I think uh, by us kind of branding ourselves as the microgrid specialist as opposed to just solar people, mm. I think gives us really a leg a leg up because uh, mm. we have a more compelling story to tell. Uh, uh, so we see we see growth really in our future. How about kind of microgrids in general? Is this a trend you're seeing in California or oh out? worldwide? Not just mm. not just you know here in California. California here in America really leads the way in almost everything, uh, right? As as California goes, so goes the United States in most cases because we're really ten percent of our gross domestic product is, is really generated here in the state of California. Uh, mm. So. Uh, uh, consumer trends tend to uh, go in our direction. Uh, if the uh, if California is setting the trend for the rest of the U.S., uh, how much do you see that trend already kind of sticking to them? Do you see the I don't know request coming from out of state, or do you see a lot of boom oh, in absolutely. other states? Absolutely. You know, we were just um, you know at a conference a couple of weeks ago, and they were really kind of talking about the uh, best states to do power purchase agreements for power, you know, mm. meaning uh power purchase agreement means the customer doesn't really have to pay any money up front. Uh, they just make an agreement to purchase power for you from you for about 20 to 25 years. Mm. For them, it's really no different than, you know, their local utility, you know, because at the end of the day, they just want to, you know, flip a switch on the wall and a light comes on. They don't really care how it happens. You know, they don't really care about the whole electron process or anything, they care about the electrons. They don't care if it's green, blue, mm. white or purple. Mm-hmm. But when they turn on that light and it comes on and then at the end of the month, they get a bill that's a, like a third to 50 percent less than what they were getting before. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's happy. In that exactly. Exactly. Uh, the um, what I wanted to ask the, the typical commercial client, what kind of uh, companies they are? Are they big factories or are they well, more like it stores varies? Or? It varies here in San Diego. Um, you know, we don't have a lot of big Fortune 500 companies, uh, you know, just up the street in, you know, Orange County and in Los Angeles. You know, you have some more Fortune 500 type companies. But here in San Diego, we have a lot of, you know, small to medium sized businesses. Uh, so we have a lot of business parks. We have a lot of warehouses uh, in these business parks. They have, you know, big buildings with multiple tenants or, you know, they may have, you know, a couple of companies in each of these kind of business parks. So those are the kind of areas that we're targeting, mm-hmm. uh, those business parks and those warehouses. One, uh, if you have uh, operations that, you know, go around the clock, 
and you operate during that four o'clock to nine o'clock PM period, we've already discussed how mm-hmm. costly that could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to be able to just save them from that aspect, uh, to do what's called peak shaving. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a, there's one more component to uh, the electric bill here that most people really don't really understand. It's called a demand charge. So not only are you charged for the power that you're used, but that you use or consume at you know those variable rates, depending on what time of day, but you're also charged for the most amount uh, power that's made available for you to consume in that month. So that's they they break it down in fifteen minute period. They call it intervals. So your highest interval at that month, you get a charge associated with that. So let's say um, you know you're only home two days a week, uh, but those two days a week, you are home between four o'clock and nine o'clock p.m. and you turn on everything. You, you you play guitar, you turn on all your amplifiers, and you turn on all eight TVs and your washer, your dryer, and all that, all at the same time. But you have a neighbor who they're an older couple. Uh, they go to bed about five o'clock every day. You know they you know mm-hmm. they barely watch TV, but they're home every day. You know during the daytime, they're all watching their TV and all that. Mm-hmm. You're only home two days a week between four and nine. When you get your bill at the end of the month, it's probably twice what they pay just because of the variables that we talked about. Because Mm -hmm. you turn on all of your stuff when you come home. Uh, So that demand, the power that's made available to you, there is that demand component that we talked about. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, you're consuming your power at the highest time of the day between four o'clock and nine o'clock p.m. Uh, But we can build a microgrid that allows you to generate your own power and not even have to worry about those times or days you mm-hmm. consume it, or you can uh, support your own loads. So you don't have to pull those high loads from the grid, mm-hmm. saving you about thirty, a third to fifty percent of your current bill. Yeah, the only challenge is that you're focused on commercial clients. If that uh, dude who's at home only two days a week is uh, not a company, then it's a bit of a challenge for you guys to serve, right? My for us, yes, <laughs> yeah. because that's not the market we focus on. Yeah. But they, there are. Uh, absolutely solutions out there for those mm. home users as well of that course. are similar in nature. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've always been a, a, a business to business uh, kind of guy. Uh, you mm. know, this is my, you know, I'm a, I'm a serial entrepreneur, uh, but in all of, I've never had a, a business to consumer company because I, I really don't really care for that model. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a bit more risky, I would say. It, yeah, it's more risky. It's a lot, uh, a lot more difficult to penetrate. Uh, mm. it's a lot more marketing efforts you have to pursue. Uh, I like to have, uh, you know, I can be laser focused with my, uh, you know, commercial clients. I know exactly mm. who I'm going after. I can target mm. them. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm not depending on, you know, the latest whim, uh, to come along and just kill my product <laughs> so for the rest of my life. Yeah, exactly. So. so to say, yeah, the, um, uh, as you said, you're serial entrepreneur. What, what have you been building before? Um, uh, I, I have a technology background, so mm-hmm. uh, I have managed a service provider company for IT services, okay. again, for commercial clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't repair computers for like uh, home users, but <laughs> yes, yes. Of uh, so, you know, a couple of iterations of that, uh, one mm-hmm. in partnership and then one as a, as a, you know, solo entrepreneur, uh, started a managed services company, which still, which is still in operation today, as a matter of cool. fact. Very cool. And how, how are you able to, kind of take those learnings from the IT services sector into the utility or the 
micro production. I mean, production. I think it's great because I, you know, for for me, I see everything as a service. Mm-hmm. That's what we did as as IT. We provided it as a service to our client base. Uh, so uh, just in that alone, understanding the service delivery kind of framework, understanding the the scope that's associated with it, uh, understanding that you act as you know not only a provider but a consultant as well to to help your clients get the maximum use out mm. of whatever service you give them. Uh, you maximize that. Uh, so just understanding that, um, I think, has really helped transition uh, those philosophies and, you know, and our kind of business acumen uh, transferred down to uh, helping this grow and be successful as well. Mm, absolutely. Good. Thanks you. Thank you, Rod, for your time this uh, evening in this part of the world, morning in your part of the world. Uh, yes. And, and good luck in the microgrid revolution. Hey, I really appreciate it. And I, you know, I look forward to coming to Estonia one day and deploying some microgrids over there as well. Good stuff. Thank you so much. You're more <laughs> than welcomed here. All right. Well, you have a wonderful day. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast.